Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And oh my god, today is a special, yeah, subordinate clauses for those of you who are interested. Yes, I have a TOEFL IBT writing course. Okay, in this course, it consists of a lot of different segments, a lot of breakdowns, and you also get six essay evaluations per, uh, what is it, for the entire course, and it's per module, so there are six modules, right? And so today, I just wanted to give you a nice little sneak peek into subordinate clauses because I think oftentimes there are too many students out there who follow uh, the basic uh, rhythm of speaking and writing, just using the basic however, on the other hand, but not understanding fully the clauses that they could implement. And these are some wonderful things I'm going to be breaking down into uh, one of the, what is it, one of the coaching sessions that I'm going to be doing with, um, uh, that I'm going to break down and put into a podcast. Because to be honest with you, if you're able, and again, obviously writing and speaking are totally different, but the way she's answering now sounds so much like an essay, whereas like the complexity of the sentences are so sound that I'm telling you right now, if she were to take the test, Andrea from Venezuela, at the correct, at a correct ETS testing center, she will absolutely dominate. We're talking 29. Because I, you already know and are aware of Jackie getting, I believe, 28 or 29. This was last July. And Jackie was actually very, very good. Okay. However, you know, based on what I'm hearing from, and, and I think it's because her accent and her spoken fluency, she sounds exactly like a native speaker. Um, but going back to Andrea, that's probably just a little bit of a hindrance. But to be honest with you, I still believe that she can get a 28 based on the answers because her answers are even far more complex than Jackie, uh, especially than Thais. And Thais got a 27 out there in Boston. So again, with that being said and keeping those in mind, this is what's so important about the independent essay and understanding that both the reading and the writing, it will benefit in your speaking, they all come into fruition together. And that is the beauty of this. So to keep that in mind, people, let's dive into this very short podcast and let, let's just go from there. Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of this wonderful TOEFL IBT writing course, man. Again, I wish I could bang all these out in one go, uh, but you see me always switching up my, you know, my shirt and everything. So obviously I do this on separate days or separate times, whatever it may be. So nonetheless, man, I'm very grateful for this specific one. These are subordinating conjunctions to show contrast, all right? Now, I could not, I cannot stress enough. I know, and I've already said this in the previous video, a lot of people, they always say, on the other hand, however, this, that. These are the types of clauses. These are the types of different things that will help your writing significantly. Not only that, but with speaking. So if we look at the although, the even though, the while, the whereas, these are the ones where if you actually use them, and I, you probably, if you have bought my recent uh, TOEFL, um, what is it, my recent TOEFL video is, uh, I'm sorry, my TOEFL, the TOEFL speaking webinar, some of my students are actually using it as an acknowledgement in their TOEFL speaking one, although some people, da 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 they would then add their reason to go against it, making it that second reason or just to further drive home the point. These are phenomenal ways of approaching, okay? So in saying that, okay, 
it's all that these types of words again the although even though while whereas they are followed by clauses so let me give you an example of that despite obvious benefits brought by a nuclear power plant the disadvantages of having a nuclear power plant far outweigh its benefits okay so you could put this in obviously the last sentence of your introduction Okay, and what you're doing is despite this, the disadvantages of having a nuclear power plant far outweigh its benefits. Okay, so basically the question would be, oh, you know, so some people believe that the benefits of, see what I mean, you're going to be going against that. So using despite the obvious benefits brought by a nuclear power plant, then the clause, does that make, does that make sense? So again, we can also, change the sentence by saying, although there are obvious benefits brought by a nuclear power plant. So here we go. There acts as the subject of the sentence, followed by the main verb are obvious benefits brought by a nuclear power plant, the disadvantages. So we could switch it up and we can make the main clause with although, which is pretty awesome. So another couple of examples is using in spite of, you know, one of my uh, students at the company I train at, she asked me, hey, how do you use due to and in spite of? Well, this is it right here. In spite of the time-saving benefits of modern, easily prepared foods, the benefits do not outweigh the drawbacks. Okay, so you're basically saying despite of the time, despite of this, this. Despite that there is this, there's this, okay? That's that main clause. Even though there are time-saving benefits of modern, easily uh, prepared foods, the benefits do not outweigh the drawbacks. Now, using while and whereas. So just to, you know, just to sum that up, these are those things that I just went over in regards to using in spite of, okay, the although, the despite, you could always add them in as the concluding sentence to your introductory paragraph. Always remember that. Now, looking at while and whereas, these also show that contrast too. So let's break this down, okay? Instead of 